Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We are so blessed that you're joining us as we're going to be rejoining part two of a great two-part interview with a good friend of our ministry, Tom Donnan. Now, Tom, if you've been listening to this podcast any length of time, you know who Tom Donnan is. The Lord uses him as a visionary, uh, as a prophetic voice in a dark world. Uh, He shares these dreams and insights and spiritual understanding of situations with Tom. And Tom writes them down. He keeps an accurate journal for this stuff. And folks, He comes on this program and shares it with the world. We put it out on the podcast. We put it on the radio station. Uh, He's called to speak, and and he just travels around going where the Lord tells him to go and going into churches that he's never visited before. And the Lord just gives him the spiritual insight into these things, so he shares it with the pastors. And, folks, I'm telling you, you need to be a follower of Tom Donnan. And these podcast episodes, go back and look in the archives. Just type in Tom Don into the search bar, and you'll see things he's talked about for the past three years are coming to pass. He Things he talked about two years ago are happening right now. Things he talked about six months ago are making headlines in the news right now. And it's just too many numerous things that I can't even begin to list them for you. I mean, it... You just got to go back in and listen to these episodes and catch up, praise God. But right now, we're talking about the financial and total destruction, which the Lord has shown him is coming to pass as we speak. This is serious stuff, and I hope you take it seriously. Now, let's jump back into this interview with Tom Donnan. Now, you recently took a trip, and the Lord was showing you some things as you were traveling, correct? Yes. You know, that's pretty... Share that with us. All right, so... Uh, Say Missouri for the the listeners. If for the listeners, God will show me different things, and the purpose is usually a call to prayer and an intercession. So I started with Missouri. I was down there with my nieces. We're having um, a wonderful time in Branson, Missouri. But what had happened is that I had given a book out to somebody, and then that night uh, during the dream, I got hit with a curse. Now, what I mean by that is, is that I had a very bad nightmare. And I'm spiritually sensitive. So I have to sleep in a room that's been prayed over and anointed uh, and asked for God's angels to be there with me for protection. And I still got hit with a curse. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? Because I'll tell you what, the Assembly of God headquarters are in Missouri. There is a lot of big churches that are in Missouri. I mean, Branson is just it gives praise to God and honors veterans. And it's, you know, wonderful people from around the country come there. And still, there is an occult measure that is in that area that has gotten a stronghold. This is what bothers me. I got mad. I start praying for the glory of God to, be, to show up so that, um, you know, when, when you have the glory, evil can't stay in that, in that presence that they got to move. So um, that's where I did uh, 
uh, intercession during the middle of the night. There's nothing like waking up with no other stimuli to get you distracted, right? And you just bear your soul to God during those times and asking him, pleading with him to, to enter into this and bring change. So that was Missouri. And what about Texas? Texas was interesting. Now, uh, anybody who does dreams and visions kind of situation, you know, dreams are almost always well, like, let's say, 90%, if not 95% um, um, symbolic, right? Right. Visions are a little bit more straightforward. It was, helps you to be able to, to follow the clues as you see them or the doors as they open up. But this was one of the first time that this was uh, the dream that I had was actually literal. And I'm not sure why it happened in Texas. But the message was, is that President Trump, his past staff and current staff um, were being targeted for assassinations, whether it be medical or whether it be by violence. And at the same time, there was a, a, another issue. And that is, is that think about it as the president having a ministry, right? And in that ministry, uh, by God's hand, he blesses people. But his ministry was stolen. It was kidnapped, mm -hmm. right? And then he's trying to deal with this. And so I, I knew it was a call to prayer that uh, during the night when I when I had this. The interesting part was, is that like two days later, I'm listening to where you, Iran is saying, yeah, we're going to get you, right? We're going to get you. And, and then I thought, okay, now I put that in my daily prayers, protection for them. But it, we just saw this recently where somebody was, uh, was tending to assassinate President Bush. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so right. this is, this is getting like uh, serious. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then, then you went to New Mexico. That was different. All right. New Mexico is that I liked it. I was in a, uh, Albuquerque. I always wanted to spend time there, but I spent in the old town area. Uh, I had gotten a hotel room and then during the night I'd been there one full day. And then the second night, it was, uh, as if New Mexico has a two God system, mm -hmm. right? And so you have a very deep Indian heritage there, which follows the uh, elders traditions, Mm -hmm. in the ways, the old ways. And then you have the Christian uh, religion that is there. Those are too prominent. But it's like having a blended family with two dads and the children are having a hard time figuring out which dad to follow. And I thought, oh, gee, this is not good. I had gone to uh, somebody got church and then directed to the district office. And I left the material. I left them books. You know, I haven't heard back from them up, up until this time, but I thought, okay, so they have made decisions in New Mexico that uh, don't necessarily help gain the ear of God. They've made some unbiblical decisions. And I, uh, after I got finished with that, I'm saying, oh, I hope that these intercession prayers Amen. help yeah. bring a change in a direction. So that was New Mexico. Amen. And then I think we, from there, you went to Arizona. Yeah, that was fascinating. Arizona has got something different going on. Did and you make so, it to the bottom of the Grand Canyon this time? No. No. <laughs> no. No, I tried. Okay, so my goal was is to, to just uh, bite off a chunk, a small chunk, which happens to be the worst part of the hike in the Grand Canyon the last mile and a half. So I seem to have this problem for the listeners. I'm going to be 70 this year, and I figured, hey, if I want to do this, I better get out there, right? And so I seem to have problems with exertion and 7,000 feet in elevation. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to work on my body. No. So uh, I did make it. I did make it out that mile and a half. Uh, and I did enjoy it. And the, the challenges, but I was thinking, oh, I might have to rethink this. 
Amen. Oh, geez. So what, what did God show you happening there? All right. The first thing is, is that I went to a church service to see my friends. Um, and that is John Mark Poole and Sandy uh, Poole. They have a, a ministry that's called Word to the World. And they have this little um, this little church that is out there uh, that this couple had rents a church so that they can hold special services, right? And so um, their name is Barr, Stephen and Diane Barr, and uh, the Glory Glory Ministry. And so they had the pools come in. So they were, and this isn't the first time. They had multiple services. So I was there and I wanted to see them because they were monumental in getting my first book printed because I needed somebody who was an author. Not only did they support me with giving me a forward, they have been very encouraging um, since that time. So it was good to see them, right? But here was a dream that I had associated with this ministry. And that is, is that uh, I was like at a train depot or a train, some kind of depot. And there was these women and they were not attractive women. They, they were, you know, like, okay, ugly, right? And they're pulling wagons and they got a blanket over the content of these wagons. And it, they're leaving town. Now, I just assumed or came to the connection that they were in the occult somehow, right? And because God had showed up in this area, they couldn't stay. They had to go someplace else. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. what's going on here, right? So this was like very exciting. And then I went to Williams, Arizona, where there is an AG church there. And I, I had to take the pastors out to dinner uh, because I wanted to know what's going on in their life. They got supernatural provision happen. They had a guy show up that was in a hotel next door where I stayed. This was, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago or maybe six months ago, knocked on the door and said, I, I feel a need to give you this. And inside the elbow was an envelope, excuse me, was $300 bills. And what happened then is that they say, well, okay, we'll deposit it into the checking account and uh, we'll just see what's going to go on. Only to find out that they had made um, an, an error, and they were three hundred dollars short. They were over; they would be overdraft by three hundred dollars, mm. right? And so Amen. then, yeah. another issue or another time is that a man showed up during the week. A worker at the church opened the door. He said, "I have a donation for the church." Handed it to them. I guess there was small talk. They closed the door, and the person goes, "Oh, gee, I didn't think that man." So they reopened it to, up the door. He's gone. Right. So I saw the layout of this. There's no place to hide. I mean, even if he jumped into the car and took off right away, there was no way to get away. Right. So what happened is a couple of days later, lightning struck the pole next to the church and knocked out most of their electronic equipment. Mm. Inside the envelope was a check for five thousand dollars that covered the replacement cost of everything that was destroyed. Amen. Amen. Isn't it awesome? Amen. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So this couple that awesome. is now leading this church. Uh, what happened to them is they they moved there to just be supportive of this church. And then one day the pastor goes, I can't do this. I, I, there's not enough money coming in. I got a family to take care of and handed them the keys. Mm. Now they're pastoring the church. Right. And then God starts showing up. And then they had so many wonderful stories. I told him I came here to inspire you, but you are now inspiring me. <laughs> it's, it was absolutely awesome. And then I went to the Grand Canyon and it was a totally different story there. Because that's government land. Yeah. All right. So what happened that night is, is that when I was there, uh, uh, the first night I was in a huge warehouse and it, there was just a couple of lights on. I was there with a couple of other people. And as I'm walking through, I notice all these coins on the floor. No, so when I see coins, it usually illustrates change. 
So uh, I started sweeping them up and then people started coming out of the shadows and they were acting like they were um, not the owners, but they were the proprietors, right? And they were not nice. So eventually what happened is that we wound up finding that there were tunnels leading out from this warehouse that were like secret passageways, right? So uh, it didn't take long after the dream for me to realize that uh, in the governmental warehouse, you know, you can apply it in a lot of different ways. There's corruption. Oh. So I started in praying. our government. Get oh, out yeah. Of yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. So I started praying. I said, oh, Lord, please. You know, we got the midterm elections coming up. I said, oh, Lord, please, on all levels of government and all branches of government, you know, please start um, weeding out the uh, the corruption. No. So that is something that when God brings intercession like that, that's in advance of change that is coming. So that was very disturbing. The next night I had another dream as, as if it was going to be a national divorce. It was, uh, 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 let's just say that it was a married couple and the husband went on an extended trip. He was gone so long that the wife was changing the landscape of their property, had taken over the checking account, had uh, opened up her own stuff and was going to have multiple changes go on. And then she was going to divorce him and move away. Right. But he showed up. And by his authority, the authority of his word, he took back over control of the situation. And then that prompted me to start praying, oh, Lord, please come back as yeah. you, as our leader of our leader of this nation and yeah. start to change the landscape back. Do you see why I'm encouraged? Yeah. Amen. I'm very Amen. encouraged by these two intercessions, these two times yeah. of intercessions, because but as we talked in the pre-interview, is that even if this starts to turn around now, there's still a lot of pain. People are still going to endure a lot of difficulties yeah. and a lot of pain, even if it does start to turn around. So this encouraging word isn't to have people delay, but to engage, Amen. knowing that there's hope. Amen. And then you went to Colorado, correct? Yeah, they're dead, Colorado. You know, I love visiting Colorado because it's yeah, so pretty. I and love this state, but it's got some huge spiritual problems right now. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm telling you. All right, so I was in Durango. Anybody who's a train buff, the best train ride that I've ever been on is the Durango Express that goes to Silverton, three and a quarter hours through this gorgeous landscape. You know, and then you get to um, to a Silverton, and it's 9,600 feet, and the oxygen is nowhere to be found. You know? <laughs> so it was a little hard for me walking around there for the first hour. But the, the message was is that uh, this area was under an occult occupation, right? Now, you want to know what's going on in an area? Go to the McDonald's. You'll <laughs> see what's going on when you go to the McDonald's. And so the, from the very beginning, it's as if there is a gender um, confusion, mm -hmm. right? Where guys were more like girls and girls were more like guys. And it was just this just strangeness, right? And so I had this intercession about the um, this, this person it was like a, a strong uh, witch or presence. And man, I confronted her. I confronted her and I said, listen, e Jesus even died for you. No. And this uh, people have to understand. It's like I'm right in this spiritual presence of evil. And I got good and evil in the same atmosphere. And in that, I'm focused on this person and I'm witnessing to them. Right. And the, I had a ministry spirit with me that went into her area and took back 
10 items that she had possessed. Now, isn't that interesting? Mm. John 10, 10, the thief, yeah. the thief comes to seek, steal, and destroy. Amen. But the ministry spirit that was with me went into their stronghold and took back 10 items. Amen. Right? To reclaim this, to reclaim something there. So something powerful had taken place. And then I went to um, Colorado Springs, where my niece lives close to there. And the dream was, is that there's relationship problems everywhere. Well, when you have unbiblical lives, you, you're going to have... Um, uh, Colorado has made some bad, biblical, unbiblical yeah. choices, and it's starting to show up. But people, yeah. the people that are there, liked the the how would you say it? the lifestyle? They like the lifestyle, right? Mm. So to them, it's okay. But the relationships are a mess, yeah. right? So there's no correlation between the relationships being a mess and the stuff that they've chosen to do. It's mm. like there's a void that's going there. So that was another time of intercession. Now my niece uh, had brought me over to the Air Force Academy. I didn't get to see the chapel because they're working on it, right? But we did go into the planetarium. And when there's a, a, a guard, you're going to know this. When there's a guard at the gate, you know, he's no nonsense. You do what he tells you, right? Yep. He, he says, you do exactly this and you turn around right here. <laughs> you know? Whoa, it's a different life. Amen. So that was um, that was the thing. Now, uh, the one uh, other thing that that was pretty fascinating is about how in times past in, in the end of April, no, the end of March of last year, I heard this alarm. Do you know that there is a huge food storage place near Branson, Missouri? Oh, really? Have you heard that? Mm-mm. Well, you can you can do a, a YouTube of uh, a trucker had his camera on when he drove in there. This is absolutely huge. They've been stuffing food in there for a very long time. And then on March 31st, I heard the alarm close like the big door was closing. Mm. They had everything they needed in there now. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Because their stuff is all taken care of. And now we got nothing but chaos going on out here. Yeah. No. So when it gets bad, I heard Catherine Austin fixed say that uh, she was offered a job in in, uh, government that was higher than where she was, and she declined it because she didn't like the way things were going. Mm -hmm. And the person that had offered her her the job said, you know, if you decline this, you won't be able to go underground. And she understood what that was, right? We don't understand what that is, right? Yeah, they all know. They got a a safe haven for themselves when it gets bad. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, you see, I've seen some television specials, you know, where some these underground facilities, I mean, they can harbor, you know, a hundred people for, you know, just one hundred hundreds of people, maybe 500 people, and they can be self-sustaining for a couple of years. Well, that's the thing. They got so much food in there. They can, they can help themselves. Now here was an an interesting thing that uh, this Catherine Austin Fitz had also said, it's about uh, mining equipment and elevator equipment, right? For like decades, they've been really having good, uh, solid uh, profits. Well, that's because they're doing all this stuff that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they're digging tuggle and tunnels. And if you got tunnels, you need elevators to get down there. So yeah. um, those two industries have been really capitalizing on what's been going on underneath ground. They call them dumbs. Deep underground military uh, bases. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Tom, from all this, 
as we said in the beginning, I truly believe that a revival is the only hope for this nation. Not just a little, eh, let's have revival in our church for a couple of days, you know, type of thing. I'm talking about an actual outpouring of the Holy Spirit all across us, like a third great awakening type of revival. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if there's anyone listening right now that needs to accept Jesus as their Savior and what you've talked about today, spark that thought in their mind. If anything you said has resonated and communicated that to them through the Holy Spirit, will you lead them in prayer to the throne of grace and mercy and, and pray for this nation for revival as well? Wonderful. Thank you very much for that opportunity. All right. For those that want to invite Jesus into their heart and lives, let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for the work that Jesus did on the cross by shedding his blood. He paid the price for humanity's sins. And I, I tell you now, Father, that I am a sinner. I am sorry for my sin. I am sorry for the pain my sins have caused you. Yes, Lord. Please forgive me. Now, thank you, Jesus. I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart and into my life, and I want to live for you. And fill me with your Holy Spirit and bring me down a path of your design. In Jesus' name, amen. Now for the country. Yes. Father, I pray that you would have a wave of your Holy Spirit that would wash over America from shore to shore, including uh, Alaska, Hawaii, and our territories. Yes. That, Father, that we would be swept up into mass salvations and mass restoration. And that, Lord, that you would do wonderful work. Now, I ask that you would have Pentecostal fires erupt in yes. different places in our country and around the world. And that, Lord, that you would do just a wonderful thing. We need you. That this, yes, we can only see an end or a way out by your hand. And we ask that you would release these things, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Tom. If anyone listening right now, you know, folks, there can be no doubt in the mind of any believer that the end is very, very near. Only a fool will continue to say that all is well, you know, like our government officials try to tell us. If this nation refuses to repent, if this nation continues to follow the ungodly paths that it's been on, this nation can be written off in one day, if the Lord wills. There is no guarantee for next year. There is no guarantee for tomorrow. The only guarantee we have is death and then the judgment. Jesus himself said that. We need to personally repent. And we need to intercede for this nation, ask for national repentance. Lift this up to you, to the Lord in your daily prayer time as well. Tom, thank you for taking the time to come on and share all this with us today. If someone wants to get in contact with you, how can they do that? They can reach me at uh, my email address, which is healingthenation1776 at gmail.com. And for the books that I have that are free, if they go to Zoe Healing Center, on the book tab, there is six free books that people can read, and um, and uh, three of them are mine. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all that down below in the show notes. I appreciate you. Tom, thank you for taking the time to share all this with us today. Every time you come on, man, time just seems to fly. I'm telling you. Amen. So, folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Tom, Don, and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. 
With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.